Greetings, everyone. My name is Andy, and I just wanted to cut in here at the beginning of the episode with a couple of things real quick. I am on my way to Gen Con in Indianapolis, which means that I am not going to be home to edit another episode of our Season 5 of One Punch Man. So unfortunately, you won't get that episode until next week. This episode is to fill the gap, so I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, what you're going to be hearing today is something from our Patreon, and that's again at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. There we have all kinds of bonus content, including bonus episodes, of which we have 34 bonus episodes up right now and, and a ton of listening content for you on there. What you're going to listen to is episode 17 of our bonus episodes, which is Bill and I reviewing Sailor Moon episode 21, which is entitled Protect the Children's Dreams, Friendship Through Anime. And it's something we just happened to watch after we had watched the Halloween episode and put in and reviewed and put up on our feed way back in October of 2017. So this came about a week later after Halloween that year of 2017. We really enjoyed this episode. It's a lot of fun, this review. And I just wanted to also say that since this episode is about the idea of characters working in the anime industry, I'd just like to bring attention once again to Kyoto Animation, hashtag help Kyo Annie Heal, and the GoFundMe page that we put on our social media. So we'll put the link to the GoFundMe once again below if you want to help donate to the people who uh, unfortunately lost their lives and their families and everything that happened uh, with Kyoto Animation. I think it would be a great gesture to help those people out. I hope you enjoy this crazy review of Sailor Moon where we talk about what it's like to be an animator. And we will be back next week with our review of One Punch Man, Episode 2. We'll see ya. Oh no! The world of animation has become a target! An evil force has set its sight on the trendy anime artists who bring children's dreams to life! How dare they take advantage of passion and friendship! They will pay for this! I am Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, I'll punish you! Welcome to a bonus Patreon episode. Do you notice I released... I know you noticed because you, you retweeted it. Our last bonus episode was our old recording of Soupcast. Yeah, I saw that. You know, hopefully, if you're listening to this, that means you've heard Soupcast now, and I hope you enjoy Soupcast. You know, I'm not sure we shouldn't just do Soupcast. We have so many people like... I don't listen to Soupcast. When are you going to do another Soupcast? We we have had an eerie... It was the most downloaded episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, member of the Questionable Never Network, um, that, yeah, it is kind of sad. Yeah. It is a little, 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 little frightening. Yeah. And, we and, had so much love with that. And we've had a lot of love even ever since. Like, I got asked on April Fool's Day this year, like, where the episode was. You could do... Like short, we could we could do short episodes of a soup cast. Like they wouldn't have to be very long. Would the novelty wear off quickly? I, probably. I mean, if we gave if we had segments and we gave like recipes and uh, we we we'd had, almost have like, to get together like 
a little earlier on Sundays and make and a, make soup, make soup, and then yeah, like talk and then about talk it. about the soup that we had, and yeah, hmm. it couldn't be a weekly podcast. You don't think so? I don't know. I wonder if it'd be like bi-weekly or something. It, we could do it weekly, super short weekly, like fifteen minute weekly. If it is short, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We'll think about it, fans. So if you really enjoyed Soupcast, just let us know. So, no, this time we're not talking about soup. Mom made me sauerkraut soup twice in my week off. Nice. So I've been eating a lot of sauerkraut soup. Ugh. And I, I've been, as I've been eating it, I've been thinking, like, I should have done this, and I should have done that. And uh-huh. Like, after I browned off the uh, meat, mm-hmm. I needed more meat. I mean, it's one of those things, like, it's a meat stretcher. The hell? <laughs> a what? I'm sorry, what? If you have a little bit of meat, it makes a lot of hearty food with uh-huh, a, not uh-huh. a lot of meat to go into the food. I, pretty pretty <laughs> sure, that's not... pretty sure uh, meat stretcher is a, is, a, is a really fun time, but it costs, uh, it costs extra. It's a good answer for that. The evil apples card where, like, in San Francisco, there's a new sex move called the... Yes. Blank. That's not evil apples. That's... Oh no! I'm sorry. I was thinking of uh, what's what's the what's the regular board game version of that? Cards Against Humanity. No, the the clean one that has apples in it. Apples to apples. Oh, apples to apples. I yeah. thought you said apples to apples. Sorry. No, no evil sorry. apples. The knockoff. Evil card. apples. Yes. My apologies. Uh-huh. Uh, we are sponsored today by Evil Apples. Download it on the iOS store. If you want to play Evil Apples with me, hit me up. Seriously. Yeah, I stopped playing that. But anyway, I have all but one of the expansions. Oh, see, I got to that point where I was getting a lot of them, and I just I got I got tired of it. There's literally one I don't have. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is insane. Uh, no, we're we are not talking about uh, about that. We are talking about you guessed it, you love it. We're gonna talk about Sailor Moon a little bit, and uh, just just talk a little bit about the episode that we watched after our review on the latest uh, episode, our, our Halloween episode. Yep, the- which was great. We got to see an episode you'd never seen before. Yes, that was fun. And then we just kept going. And we and, did! And that was another episode I don't think I've ever seen before. Really? You hadn't seen the, 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 the weird animation episode? I certainly don't remember it. Fair. I mean, maybe I have and I just don't remember it, but yeah, it, it was not... I was baffled. It was one of those episodes, and we talked about one of the things that stand, stood out from this particular episode. Uh, and by the way, the episode we're talking about is Protect the Children's Dreams, Friendship Through Anime, which is episode 21 of the series. And one of the things we talked about right off the bat was this episode was about these two random people who are animators. They draw, they're drawing animation for the Sailor V movie. Right. Which, by the way, Sailor V has been hinted at throughout. Yeah, because there's a uh, Sailor V video game, I think, at yes. the arcade. I think that was the first That was the first ever. thing. And for those that don't know uh, the I, history I behind Sailor Moon, before Sailor Moon was a thing, um, uh, Takei, uh, no, what's, what's her name? Um, I have no idea. Oh, God, I, I, I should know her name. Um, the creator of Sailor Moon, she created a comic called, uh, Codename Sailor V. And that came out before Sailor Moon. Uh, and it was kind of like the template for the story that became the anime and the manga. I can't remember her name. I, I thought I had it for a second. But anyway, um, yeah, so this episode is all about animation. And we, one of the things we talked about beforehand was, does every anime do this? Where, like, they just have an episode of something where they just get off their chest how awful working in the animation industry, and especially in Japan. Clearly not every anime does it, because obviously Cowboy Bebop didn't have... No, I mean, fair. But anything set in modern day. Yeah. Modern day Japan. And we even talked about one. 
Yeah, Excel. Season one. Yeah, Excel Saga did it. That's why I was like, is this just a thing that animes do? Yeah, it was the uh, episode where it was in the second half of the series after Jessica Calvello no, was no longer doing the voice of Excel. Uh, and it was the episode where they went to America. Yeah, they find Pedro's son. Yeah, Sandora is like making Japanimation, uh, <laughs> for this like basically child labor whatever thing. Just, yeah, he's like a Colombian mob boss. He is something. a mob boss. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, th- this episode centers around characters who just cannot handle uh, this, th- their job in the animation industry. It's a fun episode. It really is. They get salty. They get very salty. Not just the animators, because the animators definitely get salty. They're yeah. just like, oh, our boss has no idea what he's doing. And we get a scene where they're like showing this really cool artwork from Sailor V. And he's like, hmm, there's not enough passion in her legs. And I love how one of the animators is all just like, you mean she's not sexy enough? Yeah, you want her sexier. And <laughs> he's got like this weird baby on his back. Yeah, he's carrying our baby. I-, I guess he's a working dad. You he know? clarifies that he's a father. Yes. And I'm glad he did. Because <laughs> that would just make this completely weird. They are salty. Uh, the, the Sailor Scouts get, get some like weird one-liners, basically bashing anime and bashing like all kinds of weirdness with regards to the genre. Yeah, they make a point about like how you shouldn't be watching it because we're in high school next year. Yeah, and... yeah Ami's all like, um, yeah, we're too old for this. And it's, 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 it's really cool and funny just and how many pot shots There's even something along the lines of like, what kind of idiots want to look at these drawings or something or. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like Luna maybe even it was like, no one would want to make an anime out of you. And yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Talking to Serena. Like, no, nobody would be dumb enough to want an anime of you. And which is just so fucking funny. I'm sorry, the anime. Yeah, on, on, yeah, in the, in the, um, I don't remember in the Deke version if they even mention anime. I don't think the term ever comes up, obviously. Because I think in the American they version... They say cartoons. Or yeah, something. they say cartoons. Uh, or animation. But, like, in the Viz dub, the new dub of this, they say anime, which is, like, the pretentious but technically correct way to say anime. Oh, they say it, like, every other sentence. They do. <laughs> like, 15 minutes into it, I'm like, stop saying anime. <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, that word has no meaning anymore. Yeah, so the the whole episode is a big excuse just to basically blow off steam about how difficult their job is. Yep. And also, you know, there's there are moments of, like, rehashed animation. Which I almost wonder if, if that's a joke. There's a... The, the monster in this one... Is that a 7-Eleven? It kind of looked I, like I, it. Sorry, we were watching this. To, to we got it in the disclaimer, background. Disclaimer, we have it in the background just so we can kind of remember some certain things. But there is a... There's a store... And it's a, it's a, like, 24 hour convenience store, and there's a 7. It's, in, a, in it's green. a white sign with a green 7 on it. There's it's no def- 11, but. It's definitely a 7 Eleven. There's also Japanese characters underneath it that could very well say 11. It's very, very true. But he, there's a scene later in the, in the boss fight, and we're not gonna do this as a full on review. We're kinda yeah. gonna jump around a little bit since it's a bonus episode. But in the big fight scene, the monster uses Mercury and Mars's attacks. The monsters. The monsters. There's two of them. Um, pa- pa- Pollux and Castor uh, and Pollux, the are, two stars, are the the constellations. Yeah, constellations. The, the the twins. Yes, Gemini. Yeah, Gemini. Which we should probably explain if anyone hasn't seen Sailor Moon. Um, this season, the four kings of heaven, essentially, they're out getting energy from people, and the second of the four kings, Nephrite, he basically imbues items with power 
the magical seal that causes the person who uses the item to kind of just like use up a lot of energy and build up yeah, a lot of energy. It's almost like an obsession, like yeah. a manic state. Yeah, it they causes get, them they to get, get good at whatever the thing is. They're oh, gonna, super they're good. So there, there's, there's like a tennis one too, like tennis racket. Was yes, like yeah. Like, there was a, it was Naru's cousin or sister or something, friend or something, something like, like that. that. And uh, she became super, super good. She was already good, but she became even better. And they that buildup of that yeah, potential energy, yeah, he, he he siphons it all off. Um, and in this episode, these two animators, there's a scene where they buy these like really expensive animator pencils, drawing you know, you know drawing implements, and they decide you know they have this pact, like they pinky swear we're only going to use this for very special occasions. But we come to find out that the one that eventually becomes the target for Nephrite uh, is <laughs> has been using the pencils nonstop. Because she's worried that her friend is getting better than her. Yeah. Uh, so he imbues that power into the pencil, the last pencil that she has left. Uh, it causes her to get all manic and crazy. Uh, and then when she, they take her energy, he releases the monsters, which is the two the, the the gemini based on a constellation yeah. of some sort in this case gemini or or, or uh what was the, what was the subtitle for for that they, it was um Calic, i think was caster yeah something like that but the other one and was and then the other one was porcus <laughs> fucking i'm like that subtitle says porcus fucking porcus i didn't believe you we had to go back <laughs> but yes the subtitle said porcus instead of pollux which is just fucking bizarre but anyway, to go back to my original point there, they use attacks... The bacon demon of the underworld. Yes. They use the attacks of the other Sailor Scouts, and I wonder if there is, like you said, maybe like some sort of like hidden joke there. By reusing animation. By reusing animation. Like, kind of like we talked about the other one, the uh, doing like the xerographic techniques of yeah. uh, reusing the animation. Absolutely. Can I just say, too, in this episode, my, one of my favorite things about this entire episode is that Nephrite is the is the four kings of heaven villain that we have, and I just absolutely love this character. You have something between any other time I'd say a man crush, but you have something between a regular crush, yeah, and an aspiration, yes, for him. Absolutely, he is amazing, and one of my favorite things about this episode in particular is that the only time that we get a scene between. Him, my favorite villain from Sailor Moon, and my favorite Sailor Scout, Sailor Mercury, we get that here because Sailor Mercury is wandering by the Seven Eleven when he when she sees Nephrite's car go by, and she's like, "Uh, that's weird," and she goes to check it out, and he goes in and like is creeping on his his target. Yeah. Right? He just like wanders into the yeah, studio. Walks, like, well, the Scouts do that later too. They just like I'm walking in. Because apparently it's okay to just walk into, like, wherever Disney does their animation, right? Or wherever uh, some company does their yeah, animation. Yeah, going to invite you. Go into the Warner Brothers studio, right? And just, like, walk and, in. Okay, I kind of get it when Nephrite does it because he's, like, magical dude. Yeah, and he's and, an like, adult. And he's an adult. So, like, he can maybe bullshit his way in. Right. But the Sailor Scouts aren't going to be bullshitting or bending anybody's will or... No. ...using magic on anybody. The only... And the- they're not even in their, their Sailor Scout... Form. No. They're just themselves. And they, Usagi's not even using the disguise pen. Yeah, they just walk in as themselves with big handfuls of crap to get signed. And Yeah, yeah. So they, there's a scene where they actually, she confronts him when he comes out, and she's transformed to Sailor Mercury, ready to fight him by herself, uh, and he just basically literally does the coolest fucking thing, and takes a huge leap forward, hands in pockets, 
and then just like backhands her legs and she just goes crumpling off the back of the thing and he's like, get the fuck off my car. In fairness, that's not good for his paint. Not at all. But he's got, he's got Slapping that. Slapping her off wasn't good either though. He's got mad money. He'll, he'll get a, those scuffs buffed out. It's all good. Uh, he just fucking books it out of there. It's so great. So, so great. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, bye, Felicia. (laughs) 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 Fucking love him. Um, We also get uh, a couple interesting scenes in this episode of uh, just a lot of goofiness with Sailor Mars is all like, why would I want to go to a a studio where they're doing anime? And then she just shows up. And what did you say? I loved your line about her, like, showing up, being all angry. Something about her being a 35-year-old mother. Oh, yeah. Well, again, it was kind of our joke about the voice actress. She sounds a lot older than everybody else. Yeah. Not in a bad way. I mean, she's not like original D. Kaluna, where she sounds like Helen Mirren. Um, but she's, <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Yeah, but Ray definitely sounds more mature than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she kind of gives her like the, these two kids are, my kids are late for uh, soccer practice. Why are you screwing around? <laughs> so great. But I love the fact that she, she talks shit about anime, but then like when she's like, yeah, let's go do this, whatever. She, her bag that she's carrying breaks and all these animation drawings and cells or whatever fall out. Yeah, I don't know what those are supposed to be cells or just like, cause that'd be expensive. Yeah. Or like maybe just like eight by 11 glossies or something. They're just like, huh? Don't like anime, right? She's like, uh, yeah, my friends want these. Right. We are your friends, bitch. Exactly. Um, I also like how they're communicating with each other on little handheld calculators with pictures that they can see each other. And yeah. Like, this far off technology. Yeah. It's magical kinda, moon technology. It's kind of like in Sailor Moon R when they do a virtual reality episode and that's just, it's just fucking bonkers and <laughs> so out there. Yeah. But being in the like, 90s, though... It's it like is, we it, as humans have shot past that already. Well, I mean, it is interesting, though. Like This is the early 90s when this, this anime came out, especially this season, and they were, like, predicting at least some element of, like, FaceTime. Right. But, well, that's not even the FaceTime. That's a still picture. Was it? I don't think that was her talking. Oh, I, I, think, I thought it moved. I don't... Well, I think it was kind of like the picture was kind of bobbing up and down with oh, her voice. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was just a still picture. It wasn't showing any animation to the mouth or anything. Can I also talk about Nephrite's badass motherfucking mansion? Yeah, how'd he get that? I, he's got mad money, man. He's a businessman. How Maxfield he, Stanton. He's business, not, though. He's an entrepreneur. He has probably... He's a magical space king. Dude, he has been... <laughs> he has been wandering around while Jedi has been fucking up all those times, and he's just, like, actually establishing himself. And actually, in this episode, we we see uh, Zoocyte. Who is an interesting character? We didn't talk about her on our review. A we did bit. a little bit. We did a little, little bit. bit. Um, throughout this, it's kind of interesting because him, really, him. Yes, I, I, I fucking Deke. Um, the <laughs> the um, in the fir- like first several episodes when Jedi, the first King of Heaven, was the bad guy. You didn't see any of the other Kings of Heaven. Like, no, it was just him. But here it's interesting because you see the other three throughout as soon as Nephrite takes over because you have Zoocyte who every episode will show up just to be like hey Queen Beryl Nephrite's a fucking idiot <laughs> you should make let me do this um, or you also saw uh, Kunzite or Malachite depending upon the version you're watching you know essentially just having to cradle Zoocyte what is he in, in this one I know in Japan he was Kunzite he is Kunzite in this is as he, well. okay in, I kind of figured the they, kept, dub. they yeah. kept all the other Japanese names in the viz dub so I yeah. figured but so yes he's also Kunzite in the in the viz dub 
Um, but yeah, he's got this big fucking mansion. And he's just like, there's a scene here where he's literally just like sipping booze, uh, you know, and, and just enjoying this creepy forest. And she just shows up like, Hey, Dick, how's your plan going? He, I, rather, he, I keep saying Zosite's a she. Uh, and I just love their relationship. I just wish there was something about that he finds some businessman and like mind whammy him and take his shit. Right. Has he been in a human form, immortal for 30 or 40 years, just kind of doing, building up stuff? I mean, it would make sense why people are like, oh, that's Maxfield Stanton. That's that's Masato Sanjuine, you know, or whatever. Like, they, well, exactly. they, they seem to know who he is. Yeah. Which, that in itself does maybe make me wonder if he is, you know, has established stuff. It would be nice yeah, to get that answer. been active for years. I don't think we ever really get anything about them either way. Whether they were no. asleep the whole time, or they've been active for this whole time. Or... In the manga... In the manga, um, thank you, the four kings of heaven were rulers and commanders for different regions across the world. Right. Uh, so I know that, I believe, Jedi was Japan, and, or like, like that, or like that whole, like, kind of, uh, Asia. Asia, right? And the reason why Jedi uh, was replaced by Nephrite was because the Sailor Scouts showed up, they fucked up his plans and killed, and, and essentially killed him. And then Beryl's like, fuck, we gotta pull the other kings of heaven away from their other duties to take care of this. Because, obviously, Sailor Moon is here and we're not gonna get shit done. So they have been active this whole time. So, basically. yeah, so if you're going by the, the manga, absolutely. They're kind of like vampires where they're, they look young, but they're oh. possibly thousands of years old. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that makes total sense that he's rich then because he can just... Oh, yeah, establish himself over time. Establish himself, make investments... Steal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. leave all of his earnings to himself as a son. Yeah. What else about this episode in particular uh, that we haven't talked about? I mean, the never-ending pencil is really handy. The, you know what? I you know I think that Nephrite was just being a cool dude, and he's all just like, "Hey, let me give you this gift," and she's all like, "I'm going to be mean about it," and I don't know. You know, the, the the animation sequence where they summon the monsters is pretty badass. Like, the pencil kind of extending out in both ways with, like, kind the of like... Because swir- it's a swirly, swirly pencil. Yeah, and, like, the swirly energy and, and creating the two twins. But can we talk about this final fight? Sure. So, they... There's a transformation. They The monster's there. The the monster shoots fire and bubbles. And then... Yeah, because it's, it's not a monster. It's two monsters. Yeah. Linked by their tails. Yes. Um, just intertwined by their tails. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the red one uses, uh. Mars's attacks. Yeah, Mars's Fire attack. Soul. Fire Soul. I can't remember the name of it. And then the bubble blast comes from the, the blue one. Yeah. Which as soon as I saw that, uh, fire attack, I was like, I wonder if that's supposed to be Mars's or mm-hmm. did they, again, is this a joke about recycling animation? But then we saw the bubble spray. It and was I, like, well, even then I kind of wondered, I was like, is that other one gonna, is the blue one gonna bubble her? And then yeah, that, it, does, it does. Totally. But then, the scouts are kind of fucked here. They're like, what do we do? We can't, like, get, we can't beat these guys. They're too powerful. But then, just out of nowhere, the two monsters start fighting with each other. Well, they, they're arguing about who's gonna finish them off. Right. But then, like, they, they don't just, like, hey, let's just shoot together. Yeah, and they get mad and unclench their tails. And then, as soon as they unclench their tails, Luna's like, finally, it's your chance! What? Yeah. Like, what? That's poor tactics to have a, a link between your butts. <laughs> like, if anything, they should be more effective with their tails unlinked. Can we Can we also talk very quickly uh, about 
the the speeches that the sailor scouts make this time every time they make uh they make speeches the scouts and it's it is just absolutely unbelievable this time mars says anime nurtures kids minds and fosters their dreams how dare you take advantage of youthful passion sailor moon says sailor moon says <laughs> And Sailor Moon says, your evil actions have even made anime lovers like us mad. Oh, it's so good. What it's the so hell? good. I love it so much. Oh, I love Sailor Moon's speeches. They make no sense. They do their in the name of the moon, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, so they, they, we do get a really cool moment though, once the tails are unlinked. Because we get Moon Tiara action. Yes. Fire Soul and Bubble Spray all together. Melded into one attack, which looks cool, but kind of a little silly, too. Because it's like, okay, here's a fucking tiara of, like, buzzsaw death. Sure, let's let's also set it on fire. Because, you know, like, that'd be really awesome. Yeah, that's still, that still attracts. And then it's like, then we just kind of surround the fire with water bubbles? Like, wouldn't that kind of, like, douse the water, or the fire a little bit? I don't know. Well, they're bubbles, so they're being held away from the fire. I guess, yeah. Maybe it cooled them down, and then so when the fire hit, it, like, did a full oh. expansion kind of thing. That's actually probably the coolest description I've ever seen of bubble spray. I, I think if I had any trouble with that final attack, it's that they combined everything into one blast and took out two monsters with one shot. That is really true. Like, if it was the tiara on one monster and, and then, then the like, bubbles and, bubbles the, and, and the fire, fire together, together. together or something. That would have been actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I guess it's an area attack at this point. It blows up. I guess. But in in typical Sailor Moon fashion, after the fact... We get a, a nice little cleaning up of things. And the big reveal in this episode is that the animator who was turned into, was like kind of sapped of energy and, and, and like used to kind of make the monsters. The butchie or whatever. The, yes. Um, she, the one who had used all the pencils, it's revealed that her f- close friend has also been using her own pencils for the exact same reason. I totally wanted it to be that she was all, like, because she says, I have a confession too. I totally wanted her pencil case to be full. She's like, I've been using your pencils too. That would have been so amazing. So fucking good. But they didn't go there. They wanted the cheesy happy ending. And we do get that cheesy happy ending. And apparently all the redheaded animators are watching. That's and weird too. Like they're, I don't know why they're all red redheads. Um, and then... This is the... This has got to be the worst anime for being set in Japan. Yes. And having characters that are... Like one character looks Japanese. Yeah, no, Ray. Like, I think is the is the closest what, yeah. we get to an actual like one who, fucking character is Japanese. Which you know, I mean, I mean they're all Japanese, but one right. of them actually looks that way. Right. I mean, ultimately, it's nice in some way, like that we get some diversity. But like, if it is set in Japan, like it's it's, it's easier to tell them apart, being as they're using the same face basically, and they just have different hair. To yeah, tell them apart. yeah, definitely. If they all just look like Ray, that would get confusing really quick. I mean, it wouldn't be when they were transformed because they have different colors at least. But mm-hmm. it's like. There's a whole room full of auburn girls and yeah, pink hair and blue hair and there, there's two blondes on the team. They're all <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. You want you know what else doesn't make sense? Did you ever pay attention to the closing animation on on these episodes of Sailor Moon? Well, I hadn't, but till we watched these, there's a, there's a a lake and a moon reflected in the water and a tree and Sailor Moon is standing by the tree and she's just her hair is waving. It's very windy. And then she pops a squat to, like, take a leak or, or drop a deuce or something. <laughs> and then Tuxedo Mask comes creeping in yeah. suddenly. 
And she's like, oh, you saw me pee. And then they hug. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the weirdest fucking thing. (laughs) So bizarre. Uh, That was Protect the Children's Dreams, Friendship Through Anime. And I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did, because we (laughs) had an absolute bubble blast. It was was great. And then we ended up watching part of... uh... What? Yeah, Bat- the ten- Battle of Ten Warriors. Battle of Ten Warriors, or- which was the uh, Sailor Moon R fight between Ru- Rubius and the Spectre, S- Spectre Scissors versus the Sailor Scouts. Which now that I think about it, Tuxedo Mask was there too. So are they just ignoring him as always? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, which that was the one that in the original dub um, there was. In the original dub, there was the "She's Got the Power." Yeah, the super cheesy Stan Bush oh, power metal, so good. Yeah. Um, but we get "I Know Senshi," I do believe in the uh, in the original, which, which is still bad. very good. Wasn't bad. I almost want to review the next episode of Sailor Moon, but we won't. But I will just at least mention that the next episode of Sailor Moon. If you want to go and watch this, we, you know, if you want to watch along with these episodes, by the way, to see what we're talking about, you can find these on Hulu, and they have the dub and the subtitled version of these on Hulu uh, available for you. Uh, so you can definitely check them there. The next episode, episode 22, which is just just all kinds of fucking bonkers. Romance Under the Moon, Usagi's First Kiss, is probably one of the weirdest and most problematic episodes of Sailor Moon, <laughs> because essentially... Near the end of the episode, Sailor Moon, uh, Usagi, is in a fancy dress, and she is, like, wandering around, and she picks up a drink, and it's, like, wine? And, I like, she gets drunk in the episode? Like, she's literally, like, flushed and walking around, and, like, she's about ready to, like, pass out. They have little bubbles around her head. Yeah, or, and yeah. Mamoru comes up and is all like, yeah, <laughs> and, like, gives her a kiss. And it's jibbing and jabbing and putting bobs. Yeah, it was not. It was not <laughs> cool. But um, it also is an episode that has some very interesting moments in it, and there's some really bizarre things, like a uh, a princess who from this weird country who has Melvin glasses, and it's 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 fantastic. So good, so good. Uh, so that yeah, that was. If you uh, enjoyed our reviews of Sailor Moon, let us know. And uh, maybe we'll do another one at some point, just for fun, for a bonus episode sometime. Uh, so yeah, I've had good time. I, I I think that's about it. Anything else you want to mention or, or thoughts on this episode overall? No, I mean we cracked up, but it it was strange. It was, Very much. It was strange. It was salty. It oh, extremely. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I, I even love the studio the studio dive. Yeah, we didn't even mentioned that it's called Studio Dive. Like that in itself right there just just sums it all up, I think. Oh, what a what a crazy fucking anime. Do they just get this instead of a Christmas party? Like you get to make fun of this one episode of anime? Yeah, I think so. I feel like I feel like this is like cuz like there's a scene in this in this episode where on the wall is a notice it's like Please keep all conversations down to under a minute. And I, and I feel like that is a common thing that's in animation studios. Like, reminders, like, you should be working. Like, we have deadlines. So, like, it's it's just crazy. It's like, well, well, you know, you worked really hard. We'll give you either A, an episode where you can make fun of the process, or B, we'll do a clip episode for you. Right. Like, one or the other. Did you notice on the... Well, you did, because we, we talked about it, but it was weird how... The Sailor V movie. The poster on the outside as they're running yes. out. Mercury <clears throat> and Mars are on the poster. They are. As, as so Ray is Tuxedo and, Mask. As Ray and Ami run past it. And Tuxedo Mask is on it, too. Yeah. 
but no Usagi. And no Jupiter. Well, so, I don't think they introduced her yet, have they? No, they hadn't. But it's it's interesting how I feel like Ami and Ray are like in on this. Like they're getting they're they're cashing royalty checks and they just don't want Usagi to know about it. And Usagi's too dumb to realize, like, oh man, those girls look just like you. Yeah. Oh. It's so fucking crazy. Bonkers. It's a really weird dissidence anyway that Sailor V is this cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. but she actually exists. Yeah, like she's fighting crime in like England or whatever. Yeah. It's weird. Which that episode and is they, all fucked up and too. And Artemis is on that poster. Yes, Artemis but is But nobody there knows too. there's a white cat Artemis. There's no Luna. This. There's no Sailor Moon. It's just Sailor V in two different I don't poses. think we ever, although we see Sailor V, we don't see her with a white cat at all, do we? I don't know. I don't think any of that media that we like the TV no, shows and games. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think he was involved in it at all. So oh, that's the is that the first appearance of Artemis? Is that like a technically no? Technically no. And here's I'm going to say mostly, but when Luna is talking in the arcade on the video game machine in earlier episodes, yeah, she's talking to Artemis. I know that, right? But she, we don't as the audience. No, we don't know that. We just know it's a. I don't think we even hear. It's like a robot voice. It's a robot voice, yeah. So it's like a chatbot that Artemis is typing on. So we don't... This is the first time we ever see Mm -hmm. a white cat with a moon on his head. Yes, that's Yes, that's Sailor V. And by the way, it's not necessarily a a, a bot typing like like program because there's a scene where it's the last time she ever talks to the computer Uh um, to talk to the boss or whatever. And it shorts out. And then all of a sudden you you see Artemis in like Mina's house. And he's got like a headset on, and he's like eating tuna out of a can with a fork. So it's like a voice modulator. It is amazing, and she's so pissed. She's like, "What the fuck?" So great. Either way, all we know is yeah. there's a weird robot voice. Yes. I mean, yes, yes, technically that's this is the first time we see Artemis. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is still kind of awesome that they they threw that in. Very cool. Yeah, because if you're a sharp-eyed viewer, you're going, "Why is there a, yes. white, a white version of Luna on that?" Or if you've read. Codename Sailor V, you're like, oh, Easter egg. You'd be so Was Artemis so in, in Codename Sailor V? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was her, basically, her Luna. You know, it was basically yeah, that same, same story. Same deal, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I think that's about it. It's getting late. It's well well past when we normally record, and I am running off less sleep thanks to Super Mario Odyssey. So uh, I think uh, I think that's it. We'll see you guys next time. I've been getting plenty of sleep. I hate you. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. Huh? 
Mommy May nurtures kids' minds and fosters their dreams. How dare you take advantage of youthful passion? Your evil actions have even made anime lovers like us mad! In the name of the moon! We'll punish you!